Sarah. Sarah <laughs> is like, I feel like when she does not handle that well. And yeah. I was like, you're going to get jump, sweetheart. Yeah. Like, you got to you gotta play this really carefully. So like, there not only guys- are you like worried about zombies, but also like these guys could snap at any second. Totally. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gore hounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Marion. This is episode 78, entitled Choke on Them. Because we are doing 1985's Day of the Dead. Yes. Zombie, zombie, zombie. The tagline for this, I like this tagline. Okay. The dead have waited. The day has come. Nice. Oh, nice. pretty good. Yeah. No, it's pretty solid. Uh, this movie was made for three and a half million dollars. Okay. It made $34 million. Wow. I feel like this is this is the third outing, right? Yeah. Why did they give him more than $3 million for this? Uh, they, what I, what I read was that he, they wanted him to do like a kind of R rated version and what, but they're already R rated. No, like, but he wanted to do like uncut crazy gore and they were like, no, no, if you tone it down and like, we can really release it, then we'll give you more money. Got it. And he was like, no, no, it has to be super gory or I won't do it. Got it. So they're like, okay, well you can do it, but you get half the money now. Oh, I see. Okay. So that's why it's sticking to his guns. That you gotta like. You gotta yeah. like that about George Romero. Damn. So the, apparently, the original script for this movie was two hundred pages, <laughs> and it was whittled down to eighty-eight. I was gonna say two hundred pages in the bunker. I would watch that movie so hard. Wow. If it was like a five-hour version of Day in the Dead, I'd be so into it. Damn. Um. So this movie was filmed in the Wampum Mine. Okay. which is near Pittsburgh. I was going to say, because it's, it's, it takes place in Florida, yes. but it's like Florida and Pennsylvania. So the first two take place in Pittsburgh uh, and around like rural Pennsylvania. So right. I'm a little confused why they this one takes place Florida? in Florida other than George Romero apparently lived in Florida at that point. So maybe it was He's just like, like yeah. I want to film here. But then the the mines in, in Pennsylvania anyway. So I... I think it was just because he was really into the idea of having um, a crocodile walk around with zombies. And uh, like that yeah. probably would not convince him yeah, to happen that's in true. Pennsylvania. So uh, I'm I, the other thing that about this movie that I'm always... Uh, I would like it if it was like Francine and Peter continuing on because we have seen yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to them? Like We'll right. never know. They're not part yeah. of the story. Especially but, when you're back with the helicopter thing again. You know who and, else you're back with? Huh. So uh, Rose who is the asshole military captain who's going to come up later in this film. Yes. He's one of he's the cop in Dawn of the Dead when they're fleeing who was like, "Hey man, you guys got any cigarettes?" and they won't give him cigarettes. That's him. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh. So it's this, I and like is it the same guy? Does he like turned into Ooh. this? This is what I like that. But it's just kind of like random dude. So it's very strange yeah, that like, like that guy. Not? But then also like even if they did make him the same guy, like there's no way to throw that back unless he's like, "Oh, I saw the people's in the helicopter one time." monologue for no reason. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Um, that's interesting. So we have a great uh, opening of just yes. a girl alone in a white room who's looking around. She sees a calendar across mm-hmm. the wall, goes over to take the calendar and a bunch of arms come out of the wall. Yeah, like so many arms, like zombie arms come out of the wall right towards her. It's like 
dozens of arms. Uh-huh. Like it's a great opening. And it's, then she wakes up. Um, and she's in a helicopter along with uh, John and Billy and Miguel. Uh, yes. Miguel doesn't look too good. Miguel yeah, looks like he, he's kind of freaking out a little he's bit. He's like a soldier and he does not look good. Uh, and our hero is Dr. Sarah Bowman. Um, yeah. woman, woman scientist lead. You gotta love George Romero, who's just like, "Hey guys, eighty-five box checking." Yeah, guess no, what we got? No big deal. Um, yeah, his here, his. I love her, and I love like his women. Like progressively get stronger because yeah. you think about like Barbara in the first one is just this kind of shivering mess yeah. and then you have Francine who like starts out not so good but like gets to the yeah. end where she's like on board uh-huh. and you have Sarah who's just like immediately more badass than everyone and everyone admits it well, everyone's and- like you're stronger than me I get it. And it's like, and it's interesting because like she, it's just her and a bunch of dudes, right? And like the, the, the dudes that are just like not threatened and okay with it are just like good on you. And the guys that are super threatened by it hate her yeah. so much. Um, and that's, re- that's a really interesting dynamic. Um, I wonder too, if also when you were saying that, I was suddenly thinking like, I wonder if kind of, there seems to be this kind of parallel between how far they are in the zombie apocalypse in relation to sort of how competent these women are. Yeah. And it's like the further along they are, the more badass they are because of course they would be. You have because to be. Because it seems like the apocalypse, whereas like in the first film, everything just happened. Nobody knows what's going on. Some people are like, but probably not, but probably okay. Yeah. No, definitely, you know. And now that is not the game in this version of zombies at all. Like everyone knows what the score is. Everyone knows but it's like the what do we do now part of it. Right, but somehow the military still operating, which seems unlikely that mm. you would have enough people in enough locations to have the military working um honestly well, but the, i feel like it's for last standing probably because they're the ones with all the guns so like they probably would outlast hmm. everybody yeah i guess so yeah um but honestly the most terrifying thing in this film to me uh-huh. is being the only woman stuck in a fucking bunker with these assholes these military assholes yeah that to me is so much more terrifying than the zombies it's pretty tough and the parts of this movie where i'm just like sarah sarah <laughs> is like i feel like when she does not handle that well and yeah. i was like you're gonna get jump sweetheart yeah. like you gotta you gotta play this really carefully so like there are not only guys... are you like worried about zombies but also like these guys could snap at any second totally yeah and clearly miguel's already on his way to it oh definitely is and yeah. they're stopping they're flying around in the helicopter looking for any towns that might still have signs of life yeah so the so. four of them are traveling together um billy john the pilot and miguel um and they do land uh in like fort myers is that yeah right? okay um looking for survival survivors and they have like a megaphone where they're like hello hello um and there's like sort of like tumbleweeds and newspapers that fly money by. in the street right a dead walk yeah. newspaper and there's like alligator coming out of the city hall and we start seeing all the various zombies which i will say in this version is very different than the mall zombies i think like, tom savini learned his lesson correct and he's like all right i'm gonna step this up a notch not so much with the blue faces perhaps but the title Uh, card for this movie is so mm -hmm. incredible because you just have the most horrendous zombie who was like missing his face from the nose down and like as his tongue is falling out of his face it's like day of the dead just in case you're not sure what you came in for, here we are. And everyone goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, but the zombies, you, you know, they have, I feel like Romero always has these shots where he is very, it's like showing off his children. Like he's mm-hmm. very proud mm-hmm. of what the makeup people hath wrought. And so, you, yes, you have them like zombies, uh, you know, you have a 
you know, zombies who are walking through that are that everyone looks kind of more corpsey and more like disintegrating dead rather than like the blue and gray mm-hmm. faces. But you have like a, a gardener zombie and a drum majorette zombie and a zombie in an alley with a tarantula crawling on him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, why not? And then there's a couple of zombies coming out of a bank and a crocodile is also coming out of the yeah. bank with them because we're in Florida. Um, there's a zombie using a cane. And I literally wrote my notes. Come on. Like, come on. Like, no, he's not. Push he's, Marion too he far. He's not using that cane. Like, he's, they're the undead. Like, you could shoot one of their legs off and they would walk on their stump. He's yeah. not using that cane. Whatever. Um, but then, yeah, they don't find any people. And so they basically fly back to the base. And yeah, you can tell that in the flight, like, Miguel is clearly super suffering from PTSD, is the weak link in this chain is going to drag them all down somehow if they don't get rid of his ass. Yeah, um, and you know, and it, but it's complicated because it him and Sarah have a thing going on. Yeah. And so it's not just soldier to, to scientist. Yeah. It's also like boyfriend to girlfriend and she's trying to help him and he keeps being like, no, I know you're stronger than me. So what? I can't handle it. So what? Like, get yeah. out of my face. And he's very angry at her for not being as upset as he is. Like, he's it's a, a big, like, source why of contention. Are you, yeah, why, when are you going to break? When am I going to see you? Like, I, I don't ever see it. And she's just like, I, I, would, I, would I don't know what to tell you, dude. That would drive you crazy though would it? like i feel like if someone we went through the zombie apocalypse together and they never broke once uh-huh i'd be like what's wrong with you mm. so like she he knows but it's like building them inside breaking do for you because like if you're Let both broken you're, they're human oh okay like they would seem like superhuman like why do you not feel this got it okay interesting so well, so they have a sweet setup where yes. they have uh so they have like a helicopter landing pad they have a huge uh fence that goes around the top of it where the zombies are there mm-hmm. and then they have like an elevator that goes down and they have this enormous underground bunker right this underground bunker is like two and a half million square feet or something yeah it's enormous it's crazy and basically like the plan was like they were the, the these military guys and there's you know like a dozen of them now um, were in charge of guarding these scientists who were basically going to be doing experiments and projects and whatever to kind of help figure out what they're going to do now like what is the deal with all why this? are zombies like this what makes them tick how do we stop it right and they're supposed to change guard them? and protect them but they've been losing people and so everyone is slowly but surely going mad um, and the guy who um, they just recently lost their captain who had previously kind of been in charge and and so they've got this new guy, Rhodes, who's a total dickhead. Got and um, immediately I would just be like, mutiny and shoot that guy. I know. Anybody, totally. please. Yeah. Because you see the, the path he's going to lead you down. He's the worst. Um, and so uh, so basically they have this job where they, in a separate part of the bunker, there's sort of this mine area where they have this, it's kind of fenced off and they have a bunch of zombies back there and they basically keep them back there like cattle. Like there's a lot of metaphors of hurting them and treating them basically like cows for the slaughter and experimenting on them very much like animals. And so after they kind of come back, uh, Miguel and a couple other people, um, one of them is Steel, who's like kind of the lackey of Rhodes, who's a total racist asshole. Fucking A, biggest piece of meat in the cave. I mean, and like uses like every racial epithet yeah. for like every person that he can, whenever he can, kind of makes some like rapey jokes yeah, towards see, Sarah. This is the guy you're, you're just you're like, stuck in the I know, cave with totally. this guy. And everyone has guns and you're just like, oh, this is a tough piece of business, you know? And again, you go, Romero loves this kind of like who the real monsters are yeah. kind of metaphor, comes back, you know, repeatedly. And this is a really great example of this because just being 
out amongst the Walking Dead doesn't seem so bad because these guys are awful. Yeah. And like this thing has turned them full awful. Because it, it's like where you take people who don't have many moral scruples to begin with and then you're like, you take all of society's laws away and now you yeah. can be anything you want. Yeah. And like, who's going to tell? Who's yeah. going to you know stop me? Well, and also, I mean, so there's them, but then there also there's this other kind of dynamic that we'll get into more details about later, which is John and Billy, the pilot and the radio who operator. Who are the cool guys. Who are super cool and have a totally, d- and they're also down there with them who have a, you know, keep their heads down, have a low profile, don't get into stuff. Have a sweet hideout and just like go out to there, but don't worry about anything else. Don't try and be a hero. Like we're not going to fix this, you know, like it's also everyone's in it for themselves, but kind of, but let's not hurt anybody kind Mm -hmm. of ask thing to it where you have Sarah and Fisher, another scientist, very much trying to be like, well, we can we can fix it. We can make progress. We can make this situation better. And so those guys are like, we're not going to make it any better. But also, we don't really want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And then the other guys who are just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. So by it. tensions so have, are high. Yes, there's a little complicated dynamic. So in the wrangling, Miguel is helping wrangle um, uh, some zombies, and uh, you know, almost gets a couple of the people killed, and they all kind of freak out at him. And Sarah has to sedate Miguel, who just cries. Yeah, because he doesn't want her to do it, and he's like, yeah. "Stay away from me. I don't." Want want to be sedated and, and so then finally her. he slaps her yeah. and the actress told him to really slap her so that's really her being really? slapped yeah and then they have like the hug because he realized what he's done and then you see her kind of debating and then she just sticks him in the back with the needle and then yeah. he's like fuck you bitch and while you're crying in the corner I and mean, you're like it's like really sad yeah it's pretty sad have to sedate you're like tweaked out because he doesn't he thinks he's fine and they're like no no you're totally not you're fine. not fine no you're clearly going to kill us all um so then we do you know we, we formally meet rose and he's also fully creeping on sarah and he doesn't really want to make these runs anymore to go out and get people and whatever and he seems to have this idea that you know too many of his men are getting killed and the numbers are going down and if the numbers are going down that's not good for roads and there's definitely a lookout for number one Mm -hmm. kind of mentality that's creeping in here um we also meet excuse me we also meet uh dr logan who uh is the lead scientist who is known as dr frankenstein because there are a lot of frankenstein parallels in this film definitely he is doing most of the experiments on zombies and horrible horrible experiments and here's the thing is i'm i feel like i'm much more in the sarah camp on this if you know if i had to pick a side what he's doing and again these are these people are dead they are dead people and these experiments are super screwed up and some of this stuff I definitely could not look at because it was so gross like the zombie turning over and all of his guts falling out unbelievable unbelievable so but again but there's this you know other part this like scientific part of my brain that's like fascinating where yeah like because he he's breaking it down like that idea that he has this person fully splayed out and he has punctured all of their major organs including the heart basically damaged everything that should make them alive except for their brain and he's like look they're fine so there's this zombie which is fully splayed out organs out everything and yes when it rolls over to look at sarah all of its organs fall out and that was horrible but they're like but what is the deal like right we're all seeing this right and so it's like kind of this like scientific breakdown right because zombies because then he has a zombie where he's like just taking the face off so it's just brain it's just the brain like this is the specific part of the brain he's really figured out like what makes him tick but then they also find out that that guy whose face has been ripped off is the uh captain who just died yeah so he is using the men to for these experiments and yes. also uh feeding them to another zombie uh, yeah. who 
this performance amazing holy balls yeah he uh bub mm-hmm. the zombie that he is teaching trying to teach how to domesticate and like yeah. maybe we can use them make me they can be helpful they can do labor and yeah uh, so he has and this is t- how we can make good on this whole thing and he and you know sarah criticizes him for looking at what she says is what's happening rather than what's making it happen because i think she's like this kind of idea where you don't want to let society as it used to be totally go. You're like, we can somehow fix it or we can make like a new world order that's not just all of us living in like squalor and, you know, like the undead all the time. And Logan thinks that the answer is not to reverse it, but just to domesticate them. Yeah. And like Bub is like the prodigal um, experiment that he has that he's just like, yeah, this is, we'll just make them all like Bub and it'll be great. And it'll be like, They'll be like dogs. Mm-hmm. It'll be just be like cats and yeah. dogs, only just like they used to be your neighbor or your husband or your daughter, but now they'll just be like pets. Right. And that's what we'll do. And, you know, and Bub is great because he's, you know, he's, you can, the great thing about Bub is you can see the wheels turning and yeah. that he's definitely been dead for a long time. It's definitely a zombie, but he still remembers human stuff. Which is an interesting take on the whole zombie mm-hmm. thing. And it could be done very goofily. And I feel like this um, performance is so like sincere yeah. and so good that it's, it's, it's like an Andy Circus like performance where mm-hmm. You're just like, wow, look at him go. Yeah, no, it does do a good job. Um, so, you know, uh, Steel and... Uh uh, and Bill. he gives him the copy of Salem's Lot. I sorry, I have to mention that. That's true. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> George part- Romero and Stephen King are friends, right? And so they have yeah to kind of part sort of sort of show to Fisher and Sarah, you know what Bub can do. He brings in like a razor, um, and he you know brings in a gun that's not loaded and a copy of the book, and he starts handling these objects like he used to. And Rhodes comes in and sees Bub, and Bub, who used to be a soldier, salutes Rhodes. Um, and but Rhodes has a totally different take on it and is super threatened by it than the rest of them do and Rhodes has this big meeting where basically he is going to declare martial law and kind of says like look like we're done like it's basically my way now like this is I decide how everything works and Sarah definitely and I appreciate the kind of you know guts that she has but she's it's probably not a good use of that word but she um, <laughs> but she <laughs> but I appreciate how brave she is in the situation because she's like fuck you and like yeah. walks away yeah and yes he, sir yeah fuck you sir fuck you sir and she he Rhodes tells Steele to shoot Sarah and they're like what you can't shoot me and she's like yeah basically you don't do exactly what i say i'm going to i can have any of you shot like that's that's the deal um and so i feel like she definitely pushes his buttons for like just to the brink where mm-hmm. she's going to get herself shot but she finally comes in and sits down and logan comes in and you know is kind of calming roads down and you know saying like look like there's what did he say? So like the ratio is 400,000 400, zombies to every one person. Damn. So he's like, the only answer is like this domesticating business. Like you're not, you can't shoot them all. It's actually not possible. You don't have enough ammo. You're never going to find enough ammo. So like this is, this is it. Um, and, uh, and Sarah and Miguel have this kind of interesting scene where Sarah dreams has this really gross dream of Miguel's guts coming out like mm-hmm. that zombie did, which also I could not really look at cause it's super gross. And, uh, she wakes up from her dream scared and Miguel sees that she's scared and says, you know, you're you're so full of shit. You're just as scared as the rest of us, blah, blah, blah. And she freaks out and like kicks him out of their shared area. It's basically like they kind of break up. Yep. <laughs> like that's it. Like I've had I've had enough. And uh, she goes to stay with Billy and 
John, their hideout is so dope. Amazing. Describe this thing because this thing is so cool. Like it just it's looks a separate like, part of the. It's they like, just kind of, yeah, like down in the cave, but yes. it looks like an RV kind of, and they've decorated it. Kind of looks like a, like a '70s RV, like yeah. just really homey. And then they have a backyard area that has like astroturf and like chairs Christmas and umbrellas and, and, and the Christmas yeah. lights, and so it feels very domesticated. Normal. The rest of the place is, is just like this bunker that feels very antiseptic. And they're just kind of like the normal dudes in the situation. And yeah. they're they're only there because one can fly a helicopter and one's an electrician. Mm-hmm. But Sarah and John have this kind of fight where she's like, you don't ever help. Why do you never help? Yeah. And he's like, it's not my job to help. Like yeah. my job is to fly the helicopter, which I do. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're on your own. Yeah. And so she, they kind of have this thing where she doesn't get it. She's like, you're mm-hmm. lazy and you don't help. And he's trying to explain it. And so that'll come around it does but it's again it's an interesting you know this is as much as i you know i really struggle with these films because they're just it's like everything that i a lot of things that i just like about horror films and sometimes is like the gore and the whatever and these things are so grotesque but i appreciate romero's idea of having all these various points of view meeting up against each other mm-hmm. and actually like talking about these points of view in a really disgusting environment. And because you can see from Sarah's point, like, why aren't you guys sticking up for me? Like, and, what is your problem? Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like, you know, if I sort of was to take Sarah's side, that would be my question too, where I'm just like, what, where the hell are you guys? Like, mm-hmm. do you not see what's happening here? You're not going to step in. And I like that. Um, John really kind of tells her this thing that about like they're never they're never going to figure out the zombie problem. You're not. And they just want to enjoy the, the time that they have. And John seems to have this idea that like that this is somehow a punishment by mm-hmm. like the creator or whatever. Like this was meant to happen. And he says that perhaps man was getting too big for his britches. Um, and so this is what this is, you know, the consequence. And we're lucky enough to survive this far. So and we're basically like it. hell on earth. And yeah. so like, what this are we going to do? Of it. Uh, and he says, you know, you keep like trying to make charts and, and numbers and try to figure it out and you can't do it. Like they're mm-hmm. useless. People have been doing it forever and it never was never any good. Yeah. Um, so then mm-hmm. uh, see where we go next. Well, so then they have. So that's I think when we first for, we never forced formally meet bub and you know they kind of show him all the experiments and all that stuff and i feel like seeing bub saluting Rhodes and all that kind of stuff is Rhodes is being pushed closer and closer to the edge throughout this film and i feel like that's another big push because when they give bub the gun even though it's unloaded he points it at Rhodes and Mm -hmm. does pull the trigger yeah and you can see like Rhodes has this look on his face like you have to be kidding me like this is what you're doing this is what you're spending our time and risking my men's lives for is so the zombie can he knows how to shoot a gun now like he just is not not having it and Logan really thinks that uh socializing them is what's gonna save them all and that's what's gonna help and um so Miguel goes back to sort of help heard some more zombies which i don't even know why he's doing because she she keeps saying it like he's gonna break like what are you doing please don't use those like no but the roads like there's no one else this is all we have so he Mm -hmm. has to do it do it yourself roads you uh, jerk like goes so badly so badly and it's just throat slit and arms chomped and and like yeah roads i mean uh salazar uh, miguel his last name is Salazar, uh, lets uh, one of the zombies that he's holding in the neck brace thing go. And then it gets a guy who machine guns another guy. And then he like attacks him with the neck thing. And it's just, yeah, like three guys die. And then Miguel gets bitten. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the whole thing has gone so, so sideways. And Steele has to end up shooting his friend uh, because he's like, I've been, I've been, don't let me do that. Don't let this happen. I don't want to be a zombie. I don't want to be a zombie. So he has to shoot him. And then yeah. Sarah and, uh, tourniquets Miguel's arm and just hacks it off with the machete. And he's like, I've caught it. Which I've is caught it. so crazy. So yeah, she like, because he runs him back to like the Ritz, like, because that's what they call Billy and John call their place Shea Ritz. Runs him back over there. 
and very, very quickly, not mm. only hacks off her boyfriend's arm, but then takes off her shirt, wraps it around a pole, yep. pours gasoline yep. on it, lights it like a torch, and brings the torch, uh, the torch over to his stub to carterize it. Yep. And then Miguel wakes up to see his girlfriend carterizing his arm, which is now gone, with a torch. And he just starts screaming. And the whole scene is so bonkers yeah. and crazy. Uh, yeah. And everyone's like, no, no, you can't catch it. Like, he's totally going to turn into a zombie. She's like, no, no, I got it in time. I got it in time. You're like, uh. No. But then she also takes responsibility in the sense that she's like, if I don't, I'll kill him myself. So, like, you calm down, Rhodes, because Rhodes is like, but I think really at this point, like, Rhodes and Steele and everyone, they just want to kill Miguel because he, they feel like he cost the lives of their men, which is accurate. Which is true. Um, but they but did, tell, they she want did re- tell him he was an, an incompetent. Right. But they just want basically revenge at this point. They're like, no, back off. Like, I'll take care of it. So there's a big gun standoff. Yes. And then uh, we finally see Sarah break down crying. We do. Yeah. Which is fair. That's, I mean, that's a good breaking that's point. That's a solid breaking point. But I love that she, like, takes care of business yep. and then loses her shit. Yeah. Because that's the kind of girl she is. <laughs> um, I found that very satisfying. Um, so they do get, they, they you know, Rhodes backs off, but basically says he's going to go kill all of those zombies that they're keeping in the cages so like anything or anything or those pens so anything that your guys are using for experiments now it's done like we're not that's not going to be a thing anymore we're getting rid of all of those um and so bill and john put uh miguel in their like little camper thing and I'm like okay well like we'll keep an eye on him for now um and then and they we'll split up as they is do. always a great idea to do uh yeah. and, and they go get morphine to go get supplies in the lab yeah uh where they see bub again and this time mm. uh dr logan has given him headphones with music yeah and his little face when he hears music he's so excited adorable zombie it is adorable um, zombie so cute um it wrenches your heart that yeah. zombie but that's when they also realize that uh that logan has the like one of the soldiers that just died that miguel just killed like that guy's head is already already on a gurney in Logan's lab and he's already like experimenting on him and then they realize that there is a bucket of human flesh that is in front of Bub that Logan is just feeding to him which is the sold the mm-hmm. other dead soldiers like he's yeah, just well, they're dead you know because it's slop um and so uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty gross <laughs> um and so basically that's it Rhodes has had enough and so he drags Logan into a nearby freezer where he sees the other bodies and machine guns him yeah and is like that's it Frankenstein no more of you um and I feel like that's where it's like all bets are off at yeah. this point like everything just goes kind of crazy um, um, they take they take Fisher. They kind of kidnap Fisher and take him back down and yeah. uh, shoot him in the head. Yeah, they basically tell John like, "Look, you're gonna fly just me and my men out of here. Like, we're leaving the Fisher. We're leaving her. We're leaving you know the radio operator. It's just us." And he's like, "No." And the first time John says no defiantly, they shoot Fisher in the head. Um, so you're like, "Okay." And then he puts Sarah and Billy in the pen, like where where the zombies are, and it's like, "Now we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Yeah, have fun, guys. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with that." He's like, "No, no, they're they're dead now. So we're just all gonna go." Um, and then they start getting into this like full fight um, between John and Rhodes and Steel and everybody. And in the meanwhile, this part confuses me, and mm-hmm. maybe you could help explain this to me. So Miguel has uh, has awoken, yeah. and seems to have twanged, yeah, and is on a bit of a suicide bender. Mm-hmm. But his suicide plan, and I never understand these suicide plans. Yeah. His suicide plan is he's gonna uh, take the little lift that takes that takes him back to the surface, take the lift up, break all the machinery um, to make it impossible to call the lift back down, uh, open up the gates so all the zombies can come in and be on the platform with him, lie down and lower himself while letting the zombies eat him. Yeah. 
Why is that the plan? So the plan, like, it's the, I'm going to go and take everyone with me, yeah. including my girlfriend. Yeah. What? Uh, my my take is he's just like a fucking anarchist. He's just mm. like, okay, well, then let's just fucking, do, let's just destroy all of it. It's all, it's all gone now. God. And it. I think... Sarah like like seeing Sarah like because to his mind like he Sarah just fucking cut his arm off like you know like he's in this crazy yeah. state so I think it's just like fuck you all it's fuck you all okay got it okay so I saw I'm gonna that take myself like, down but like, you're all coming terrible with me. suicide because like later Steele you know does the like the zombies have overrun right. the room and so he shoots himself in the face and I was like solid you know right because like who wants to be torn apart apparently Miguel wanted yeah. to be torn apart that's like, how far he's willing that's how much hate he has that is some self-loathing you yes. know like you're like wow while I'm being eaten Still, yeah. So basically, yeah, it's pretty dark. No return. Serious point of no return. So now, yeah. So now he's fucked all of his comrades. Yes, and so you have a great shot where you know basically the little the this enormous lift bay, which is used for like you know aircraft carriers going up and down, is full of zombies, and they slowly come down. And Rhodes and Steel and a couple of military guys that are left are all seeing that, and they're just like, oh my god, like it's like two hundred zombies easily, and they're like, oh no no no. So Rhodes bails and takes the little like. Golf cart. Yeah, and it's like, Sweet! <laughs> yeah, and Steel's like, you fucker. Um, and John, in the meantime, has grabbed some guns and has gone into the pen to go after. Um, so he he's willing Billy to be a little bit of a hero after all. He is. He gets uh, some, some good uh, Suspiria lighting in the cave. There's some good Suspiria light on the cave. Yeah, and you know, and Sarah and Billy, you know, bless their hearts, are just doing their best with whatever they can to kill these zombies, uh, including one getting a shovel oh uh, that shovel one's good in the mouth yeah splitting the face open uh-huh. in that way yeah and then and kind of was... like punting it away correct it's great yes. yeah um it's pretty gross um <laughs> and um <laughs> and yes and uh and and all of these like random soldier guys start getting eaten most of which i couldn't watch because it was just unwatchable however i did hear that one guy that totally lost his fucking mind who's maniacally laughing yes! as they're tearing his guts yes! out uh-huh. and i was like say what and that's the thing it's like because i wasn't looking at it i could hear the tearing and the laughing oh. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and that, like, I was like, in what world? Is, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. pretty far gone. It's really far gone where this is so funny. So, so funny. Um, okay. I get, I hysterically, I get in hysterical laughter when I'm scared. Not when you're being torn apart. You don't like, yeah, that's I don't a know. reaction for sure. Like the first time I gave blood, like I laughed the entire time and they thought I was insane. And I, it's just like, I was terrified. Yeah. I it's the fright so. and the excitement. It's that weird thing mm-hmm. where it's like the same stuff, like adrenaline going through your body. Yeah. I guess so. so. Like, yeah. I just feel like if you way. saw yourself being torn apart, it just, oh, yeah, ow, not bad. Ow. Uh, um, Bub, but, Bub has uh, gotten a gun, however. But he also finds Logan, my father. Oh, the yeah. Frankenstein moment. The Frankenstein and this, moment. Now he's angry and now he's ready for revenge. Yes. And has a gun. And yeah. has a gun. Um, And it's like, where's this bastard? And I, yes, so, uh, and yeah. you're totally rooting for Bub. You are rooting for Bub. Please shoot Rhodes. He's a monster. But also Rhodes is the worst. Like totally yes. the worst. So he does shoot Rhodes a couple of times. And uh, his like I've been shot walking is incredible. It's pretty good. It looks like he's in a lot of pain. Yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, and he does. He manages to like kind of crawl himself to a door, but opens the door and it's full of zombies. And so he gets overrun. But he decides he's gonna if he's gonna go out, he's gonna go out in style. Um, and so he has the uh, the title of our episode comes from basically as he's being torn apart. Again, didn't really watch, but I heard it. Um, uh, <laughs> and they're starting to eat his guts before he's dead, which and is so just he just yells, "Choke on him! Choke on them!" Unbelievable! That's a good fuck you to the zombies that's, as they eat. You. I mean, that's like the most amazing fuck you ever. Um, and uh, and Bub does the salute. 
yeah, he does do the salute. And um, shambles off into who knows where. Who knows where, yeah. But it's like zombie revenge with his zombie thoughts. Also, I, I what was funny, too, is about, uh, like, Steel specifically before he, uh, he has a machine gun, but he is, like, machine gunning all the zombies in their chest. Yeah, what are you doing? And I was like, are you new? Did this ju- not just, <laughs> like, happen? Have you not been in the box for a while? I think I it's know. the panic. It's those, like, that panic where you're, like, you know... Um, just yeah i'm like you could machine gun all of their faces right now and be but all right fine whatever um so john has finally caught up yes with bill and um with billy and sarah and they find a ladder which they use to escape to the surface um and there's like they do have that moment where like john's the last one on the ladder and the zombie has his leg and you're like but no but our hero because at this point like i really enjoy john yeah. like i think he's really cool um plus he's the only one who knows how to fly a helicopter correct so yes they um, kind of need him a little bit yes um but billy manages to shoot that last zombie so they all make their way to the surface um and then they run towards the helicopter and she opens the helicopter door and there's a zombie in there but then she wakes up and i was like wait what wait how how much of this is a dream this is all a dream but she wakes up and they're on this beach that john had talked about earlier like the sort of where he's he, like, how he would like to like, do like why are we down in this bunker why aren't we just on a beach in a deserted island somewhere just soaking up the sun having a great time right and that's what they end up doing yep this movie has a happy ending. It actually does. And three of the people live and they get to live on like a sweet island. But that sort of startle like wake up dream thing was I thought it was like, wait, how much of what happened was just not real? But it's a jump forward time device, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, clever. Because then you have that moment of like, wait, what? Like right at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I thought that was clever. Uh-huh. Um, rather than actually see them do the final escape, which everyone is expecting. You just he just skips all that. Yeah. It's like, let's just go straight to the beach. Like, of course they made it. Of course they made it. But now know? she's still keeping charts. Yeah. She's still keeping the days do you want to know she's still that kind so of person they both win everyone really. wins everyone wins um shall i do some garfractor for us i mean you can but I, th- I think we all know what it's going to be but well let's keep the people happy one is not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two a puddle of blood three enough blood to gross out the average viewer four a bathtub of blood five is run for the barf bag and of course George Romero, Tom Savini, we give this a five. <laughs> Run for the barf bag. So much looking away. If you want to see guts, atastic, this is your it movie. Is so guts. And yeah, and definitely like the effects have changed a great deal from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Like mm-hmm. it is, I think it is a lot much gorier and the zombies are much more corpsier and falling apart. Tom and... Savini's work is getting better. Yeah, no, he is. He has worked it out. Um, movie rating, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Five, four. Hello, I know numbers, not too shabby, and five is fantastical. I gave this a four, and you gave this a five. What's lacking? Why a four? Um, I mean, I think it'd be really, to be honest, because it's not my favorite genre and there is so much looking away, it'd be really tough for me to give almost any zombie film a five. Mm-hmm. I think for me to do it, I think I would have to find, um, I don't know, if I think probably the characters and specifically kind of what they're arguing about, and I, I don't know, just a bit more gripping and I, I think I like if it's going to be this kind of everyone in a bunker thing mm-hmm. I like it where it's a bit like 10 little Indians but like I don't want anyone to go it's sort of like the 28 days later model mm-hmm. where like I really fell in love with like all of them mm-hmm. so when every single one of them goes you're like no whereas right. like in this situation there were so many bastards that I was like do it yeah please do Kill it em. yeah and I feel like the the thing about these kind of movies that really breaks my heart and makes them really good is when I really really don't want them to go mm-hmm. and I feel like that puts it more in like a five 
for well, me. This um, um, this trilogy, this night, uh, day, dawn is, is a thing, man. So incredible. I love Whew. the progression of the characters and then the progression of the apocalypse and yeah. how much he deals with the humanity and how human how soon it's lost. Yeah. You know, no, society really crumbles and then everyone's just like, fuck it, I'm for myself. And yeah. it just it's bad news for everyone. Humans are monsters. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's exploring the the different ways in which humans are monsters and it changes depending on where you are in the apocalypse, who the groups of people are. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, like we know people can be the worst in trying situations. And we know people can be extraordinary in really trying situations. But like how much you can mine that, like I'll give it to Romero. He's really good at that, mm-hmm. you know, in a, re- in a way that is not lazy and that is really compelling. Um, and yeah, is it definitely like the, like the real monsters are not what's attacking you. It's what you all do with that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's really cool. Uh, well, we we love you, Romero. We love your films. And <laughs> uh, we are so happy we got to talk about all three of them. Yeah. Uh, and so next week, we're going to be moving on to one of our very favorite movies, Criminally yeah. underseen, in our opinion. Definitely. Uh, from 1980, this is Fade to Black, starring Dennis Christopher, mm-hmm. written and directed by Vernon Zimmerman. Uh, we just love it. This, it's and this wonderful. It's it, so it is. good. And this yeah. moves, movie is a lot of fun um, for uh, probably a lot of people who follow this podcast who are film buffs. This movie is a lot of fun. Like, uh-huh. it definitely, if you like especially old movies and horror film and the idea of these two things blending together, um, this movie does this very well, I think. So, so uh, bef- well, check us out on all of our social media stuff. We'd yeah. love to hear from you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. A positive one is always nice. But if you nice. leave me, like, gross gifts of, like, like zombie guts or whatever. Ooh. I'm going to be really upset, you guys. I'll like, be please into don't it, do that. Oh, you know you're going to get like 20 now. Can you not tag me in those? I I'm just... So sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I eat breakfast and I look at your tweets and I just really... Uh, I like to finish my breakfast, so... Well, now you just know you have to do them after. I'm so sorry. That's true. They're coming like, at don't you. Don't tweet me at the same time, Marion. It's going to be trouble this They're week. They're coming. <laughs> Gory <laughs> gifts coming at you. <laughs> On that note... Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Fade to Black. See you then. Bye.